Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. Well, today was a pretty great day um, because today, of course, is the second day that we've received Donda and CLB at the same time. We've and well, after listening to both albums and everybody comparing um, one to the other, I am gonna be pretty much doing the same thing. Except I'm not really gonna lean into really caring which album is better I'm just gonna give my review on both albums to start off the video and then we'll move on to the next part of the episode so at least for today's half of the episode we're gonna talk about Donda and give my review on it well ain't this one of the most greatest pieces of music I've ever heard on an album constructed ever because um this this Donda album is is truly a work of art. I've been listening to this album since it came out last Sunday. It's almost been a week, and my God, this album really has been a a really great experience listening to this album. I mean, this album is definitely top tier Kanye West. I really enjoyed the hell out of this album. This 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 is probably the best album of the year. Album of the year at least so far. For me personally, let's go over the tracks, man. This this is this is a long album, um, but overall this song was great. The production here was fantastic, as expected. The features really showed up. I mean, they really did show up very consistently, um, and they did their thing. You know, they really did their thing. So I really have just pretty much one to two complaints, and that's maybe two bad songs. Um, and I will say the Donda Chan and the Tell the Vision are the only skips on the album. But again, one is kind of like an interlude and the other one's the introduction. Um, the Tell the Vision, I'm not sure why Kanye added it on Donda, but I'm guessing it was probably a Pop Smoke tribute or something. I'm assuming. But either way, that's still a skip. But every other song, including the part twos for which songs, Okay, Okay, Jesus Lord, Jail, and uh, Junior, just fantastic. And I mean... The features here, they take up like more than half of the album than Kanye, and Kanye still does his part fantastic and blends well. I feel like a lot of these artists have good build-up chemistry, of course, besides like Kid Cudi and Jay-Z and, you know, some other artists, because of course, they, they have great chemistry. They've worked on many other songs, but like, you know, Roddy Rich, um, other artists like Lil Yachty, 504, and Playboy Cardi. I think Cardi and, and Ye are already a good duo together. That's crazy. I would have never thought Kanye and Playboy Cardi would sound well together on a drill beat, but we'll get there in a minute. So, Down to Champ, it's basically just a song. Uh, not even a song. It's just um, Cy, uh, Selena Johnson, who was the feature on All Falls Down, and I believe is like a family member or someone in Kanye's uh, family area. Um, she did this and just basically repeating down to 58 times which also represents the age that she passed away um in 2007 you know and the chant uh i guess starts uh a bit off of the album and how it feels and then we go to the next song we got jail good song really good i mean the the guitars on this song is fantastic um the hook is one of the best on the album jay-z's verse was all right I wasn't crazy about it, but he still delivered. I don't think Jay-Z hasn't, you know, like delivered on albums. Certainly, maybe 
just hasn't given us maybe very um maybe haven't given us something great like what he gave us in 444 i don't think he's 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 kind of given us that in a while but still can pretty much outwrap a lot of your favorite rappers so i'm not that's not even a complaint there and so jay-z killed that god breathe um the hook was great as well it was kind of repetitive and i think the outro is super long like I feel like some intros and outros are super long and extended, but overall still makes the song pretty enjoyable. So I guess there is that. Um, Off the Grid, this is one of the most popular songs on the album and is great. The Playboy Cardi feature was great in the beginning. And then 504 and taking like half of the song with two verses and killing it on this drill beat, man. Absolutely demolished that shit. And then Kanye, man. Man. He really gave us a top tier verse on the album and top tier verse of his discography. I'm going to just go ahead and say that. I mean, his flow was impeccable. I don't even say that word, but that's how I'm going to describe it for now. That shit was crazy. And so off the grid, bailed it off. And he sounded great blending in that drill sound with an artist that, you know, of course, is very known with his drill music and his sticks to his lane with drill with five year foreign. And Playboy Cardi, who doesn't typically do drill, but he does a lot of rage and hype music trap. So it kind of could blend well with, with drill. And so that's exactly what went down. And Off The Grid is definitely one of my favorites on the album. Hurricane. This is the one with The Weeknd on the hook with the choir in the background. Oh, man. Fantastic chorus. Lil Baby did his thing. Lil Baby is so goaded already, man. In 2021, he's worked with J. Cole, Drake, and Kanye. That's incredible. That's in that's incredible, man. That's just insane, man. I, that that props to little baby. He's really done. He's really progressed as an artist. Coming from an artist that I didn't really think was gonna be like, I just thought he was just gonna be this rapper who's gonna stick to his own lane, you know, get popular, obviously, and just kind of build off whatever he has. But not nothing too big, like being one of the biggest rappers in the world now and being a young superstar who's only getting better and better and working with fucking legends like Cole, Kanye, and Drake. So, you know, he's really changed it around. And so I'm happy for him, man, for sure. I'm definitely a fan of Lil Baby now. I've been since last year. That's when he really made me a fan. But nonetheless, he killed that. Hurricane Kanye was barely on the song, but definitely did his part as well. Praise God. Now, I enjoyed the song, but I think Baby Kim kind of ruined it a bit. I would say Keem was maybe the weakest verse or weakest feature on the album. And I hate to say that because Keem has recently been like one of my favorite rappers I've been listening to all year. Like this man has been dropping some really good songs and even songs that I didn't like in the beginning, you know, like uh, Durag Activity. It's really grown on me a lot. So I've enjoyed Keem somewhat on the album, but on this song specifically, when he did like those little baby effects, like trying to be Playboy Cardi or whatever, so not even Playboy Cardi. Uh, 645AR, like, I don't know, sounded weird, but that wasn't the whole verse, so if I'm just not going to talk about those parts of the song, um, I'm uh, that part of the song or of his, of his verse, I'll just say that it was overall pretty enjoyable, and he definitely built the energy off of it. Travis Scott did the same thing as well, so, and so for sure, Travis Scott definitely made the song enjoyable, and definitely, you know, maybe maybe not my favorite on the album. But Kanye did kind of carry and did his best on this song. Jonah, this is the one with Vori, I believe, and Lil Durk. 
So this was a pretty enjoyable song. The production was cool. Kanye did good. Uh, Vory on the hook was great. Lil Dirk gave us a solid hook. Enjoyable song. Okay, okay. I think it's one of the most underrated tracks on the album. I do enjoy um, pretty much the, 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 the production on this song is decent. It's nothing too crazy. Uh, I was surprised by Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty is on this song, and he did pretty well, I, I would say. Um, somebody else was on this song. I forget who else was on it. I think it was Vori again. Vori is on a handful of songs on this album. But if it wasn't him, it was somebody else. Or maybe I'm thinking of part two, because there's a part two to this song. But still, good vibe. Junior, this is um, good production. This, 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 this sounds like it could have been on a whole lot of red with Playboy Cardi, as Cardi was on that song. Well, Five Summer's hook is pretty catchy. Definitely a very enjoyable song. Believe what I say, this song is amazing. That Lauren Hill sample from her uh, famous hit, uh, Do Wop That Ding. I mean, great sample. He used it, blended it very well. It's definitely one of my favorite songs. The hook is amazing. And this is one of the few songs Kanye's him just by himself. It's just, and it reminds me a lot about... Uh, college dropout late registration type of kanye like old kanye before graduation before that soulful type of music they used to make um that it down nah, man that 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 just reminded me a lot about the college dropout and man i would he would have killed it you know if that was on that album but either way decades later after that album you know we are still here saying that this uh, this is definitely one of the best songs on the album i think this is top two favorite for me personally on the album. 24, I haven't really paid attention a lot on this album. Maybe because I've just heard pretty much every other song multiple times. But this one I've kind of not listened to as much. But overall, a good, good hook, good chorus. Um, I don't remember, There was a choir and there was somebody else on, on the hook. But I just really focused a lot on Kanye on that song. But still not a skip. I remember a lot of it. Remote Control, I really like the chorus a lot from Kanye, Young Thug. I feel like Young Thug could have done a bit better, but still gave us something decent. And I did like the, the, the beat kind of changing towards the end and the effects and Young Thug's voice towards the end of the verse, but great. Uh, Moon, oh man. Don Tolliver on the hook has to be one of the best hooks on this album. Maybe number one. Just, I wanna go to the moon. No, man. That was, that, 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 that ascends you somewhere to a different dimension. Amazing. And then Kid Cudi just fits perfectly on a, on this song. So that just made it even better. Kanye was barely on this song either, but still did his thing, without a doubt. Heaven or Hell. This is a, I think this is one of the shortest songs on the album. Uh, Heaven and Hell was very underrated as well. The beat switch and that that bass at the end, oh man, fantastic, very enjoyable song as well. Donda, um, kind of a resemblance song, you know, talking about his mom. There's a snippet of his mom talking about his son, Kanye, a bit on the song, and there was different vocals. And the beginning, I thought Ariana Grande was on the song, cause like that little voice effect on the chorus sounds like it's. Kanye and somebody, and I think that somebody was Ari, but it was not. It was another vocalist who was working for um, Kanye's um, team and just did the vocals. Effect. But she really, she would low key sound like Ariana Grande. I mean, she could be doing a little bit more than that. I'm just saying. <laughs> she kind of, she tricked all of us. But overall, um, not one of the best songs on the album, but just kind of brings the atmosphere of Donda alive because, you know, this album is primarily based on God and, of course, 
about her, his mom. So, yeah, keep my spirit alive. Really like the verses from West Side Gun. Mostly Conway the Machine. I think Conway the Machine killed it. Um, was great. Uh, Jesus is Lord. Definitely probably the most uh, emotional, most vulnerable song on the album. Very deep and personal. Um, it's really from a perspective of how he's been feeling and what he went through through his life after his mom passing away. And then also telling a story about Larry Hoover, who um, I'm not 100% very familiar or just don't know enough information about Larry Hoover. But he was a criminal who was sentenced to multiple life sentences in prison. Um, of course, the type of crimes that he committed weren't obviously anything close to even deserving multiple life sentences, which is around, what, like 200-something years he got. Um, he didn't kill anybody. He did a bunch of robberies, gangbangs, and stuff, which, of course, deserves crime and a penalty. But obviously, six life sentences for that is incredibly just ridiculous. So, of course, they're the, the, the injustice that he had to go through to, to pass that frame in his life basically just ruined it and told his story and at the end it was kind of deep telling um that perspective so it was a you know a pretty sad and you know incredibly ridiculous type of um culture that that's 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 how the the jail system is i mean how people can legit get their whole life in jail for something that they maybe never really took a huge part in committing or they just did something bad but didn't deserve the freaking amount of life sentences as what other people who've killed other people's for malicious acts and you know you know like basically you know for a white person to get to fucking start a whole ass shooting they can get maybe barely a life sentence 30 years 20 years and that a black man stealing something at a corner store gives him a whole ass life sentence you know like basically kind of giving you a little bit of a preview of how black people and white people and other minorities are treating the jail system, how unfair it is. Basically, that's a lot. And Larry Hoover is a big example to that. So yeah, and the song is pretty long. Um, I do enjoy it a lot just, you know, from how, you know, crazy and, it, you know, the, the, the message it gives you. But it's not a song that I'm going back to kind of listening to a lot. Just because it's just kind of like that message song. It's not really a song you can like vibe or chill or, you know, turn up to. So at least for that, that's just kind of like your more, your spirit, your more uh, awareness type of song you would listen to. But anyways, uh, New Again, this one was uh, highly, this was, this reminded me a lot of the production from Graduation 808s. And the Chris Brown feature was pretty short, but still enjoyable. I even heard Chris Brown talking shit about Kanye on on Instagram, on his story, you say Kanye was a hoe or something. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure what that was for, but I, I don't know. I mean, you got Soldier Boy out here, you know, out here complaining and dissing Kanye, of course, because Soldier was removed from Remote Control. He had a verse originally from Remote Control. He was supposed to be on the album. Well, supposed to if he had a good verse because he released his verse on the song. But um, let's just say I'm glad that the song <laughs> with his verse is not out, just because it's not uh, not up to par. Uh, next song, we got Tell the Vision. 
Uh, again, it was a Pop Smoke tribute, I'm assuming. That's why he added it on the album. Not a skip. It barely, Pop Smoke barely sounds audible. So, yeah, it definitely doesn't uh, sit right with me very much. Lord, I Need You, also another very underrated track on the album. Very soulful. Production's great. Kanye killed it. Nothing really much to say. And the choir also nailed that one. I think the choir on that song definitely did their part as well. Uh, Come to Life, definitely one of the... It's a piano ballad type of song, but the production even adds on to it even better. This is like a very like thoughtful and great message type of song that Kanye has created. Definitely one of the best Kanye songs in a while. Um, definitely one of the best message and thoughtful songs on the album for sure pure souls this song is amazing i think this is maybe my favorite besides uh believe what i say this is definitely a tie between believe what i say and pure souls as my favorite song on donda because holy shit roddy rich probably has the best feature in my opinion he absolutely killed this he did amazing way better than i expected i mean roddy rich is an artist that I've enjoyed, you know, since he dropped, please excuse me for, actually, no, I did like him, I did like Roddy Rich a little bit before he dropped the album, maybe there was a couple handful of songs, like Down Below and Every Season, there was like three songs before that album dropped that I enjoyed from Roddy, but I would say I became officially a fan when he dropped that album, and I have been nothing, I've never said anything negative about Roddy, he's, he's just a talented rapper, singer, he can really do it all. He has the potential to be one of the best artists now. Like Lil Baby is that type of rapper that's been taking the spotlight. But even though Roddy Rich hasn't been dropping a lot of music since 2019, Motherfucker still has that potential to be someone who can innovate and change the sound of music. His next album, whenever that's going to come out, I think is going to be phenomenal, hopefully. Um, and Pure Souls gives me something that I definitely would think easily... He's going to remind us how good he is and killed it on the chorus on that verse at the end. Um, and then when the when the moment of the, um, the song stopped and for like three seconds and then Roddy just hit us back with the chorus and then the choir again comes back. Oh, man, what a crazy song. But just it's just so beautiful. Soulfulness and the, just everything about Roddy's verse was incredible. And then Kanye at the end, of course, adding on top of it. Like I would, this is one of the fewest songs I would say that the feature did a little bit better than Kanye, because I'm not gonna say Kanye got carried, because I don't think I think that's kind of ridiculous. I know Roddy killed that shit, but I don't think Kanye got carried. But if I would have to say who did better, I'm just gonna say Roddy by a little bit. Um, but Kanye just, of course, never failed, never failed to 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 you know continue with that and then pretty much the outro of the album of course there's still four part twos to jail okay junior and jesus lord um those part twos for those songs i would have to say the same thing that i've said for the other four songs for the first part um i mean jail part two was the baby's verse i i actually did enjoy the baby's verse on jail part two so i mean i'm going back to that one okay okay i believe Lil dark was on that one and there was Shanisha, who was like a like a Caribbean artist. She killed that on that song as well. Junior, um, I believe Ty Dolla Sign was on the part too. He was okay. He was all right. Nothing, nothing crazy. Jesus is Lord. I believe Jay Electronica was on this one as well, and he definitely murdered that fucking verse as well. 
definitely one of the best, like lyrically. So for sure, J Electronica um, killed his part. And then the actual outro of the song, No Child Left Behind, which was the godly snippet, the snippet that we got from the Nike commercial um, a couple months ago. So, and it was great. Even though it felt, it definitely felt like the outro. It definitely felt like it wasn't a, a like a complete song overall. Man, the choir, the organ, the the just the song is definitely just the music itself. Fuck the lyrics and the and the you know the he's done miracles on me. Fuck the lyrics on this song. It was great, but just even listening to just what the music is with no words just sounds amazing. Just sounds absolutely amazing and fucking beautiful. If this is something that you listen to when you want to ascend to heaven and just my god this is this is amazing this is just fucking amazing but anyways that was Donda that took me 21 minutes to cover an entire album that's how long this fucking album is but that's Donda um overall Donda I don't really give a lot of ratings to so towards albums but I love it this is like a 9 out of 10 <laughs> I mean, it might be a 10 out of 10 in a couple years because I don't think this album is going to age badly. So at least for now, I'll give it a 9. It's only been a week. And this is definitely like a top 5 Kanye album. I don't think it's better than My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or the College Dropout or Graduation. Just because it, it's just too early to say that it's better than all those. I think certainly what an album, what makes an album great is, of course, the music itself. But just how it holds the test of time. You know, like certain albums may sound very outdated um, years later and just takes off a little bit of the credibility of the album when it was made. So, of course, like this album is, I think, is very, is very crucial to Kanye's discography and definitely is one of his best since, you know, I'm going to say this is probably his best album since maybe My Beautiful Doctors of Fantasy. I know Yeezus was a good album, but come on. Jesus was a, an album that I generally didn't even like in the beginning. So I can't even put that there. Life of Pablo was amazing. And I would even give Life of Pablo maybe top five. But I just I just don't know if I'll do that at the moment. Donda can overtake it. Ye was underrated, but I'll overtake uh, Donda over Ye. Kidsy Ghost was amazing as well. But I will take Donda over that. And then Jesus is King. Jesus is King is his worst. So, of course, I'll take Donda over Jesus is King. But since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Donda is, has been his best album. Like, it's really, it's it's a piece of work that is crucial to his discography in a very positive way. I mean, he's been giving us great albums. He always does. But Jesus is King was kind of lack, lacklustered and just wasn't, didn't feel anything too special from Kanye West. So, of course, with this album, he really did his thing and he fucking killed it. So, I'm so fucking proud of this man to give us a very long and featured full album. But, God damn it, that didn't even matter because this shit was fucking amazing. And I absolutely fucking love it. So, obviously, for that, um, that's my take on... Well, that's my take on Donda. So, let's move on to CLB by... None other than Drizzy, Drizzy Drake, the sixth god himself. He dropped yesterday, Friday, today, Saturday. Um, he dropped the most anticipated album probably of 2021 
um, if we weren't certain that Kanye was dropping this year, Certified Lover Boy. He did drop it. <sighs> Let me just talk about the album cover uh, first before we get to the actual music. Um, the album cover is god awful. Um, it is literally just a blank screen, uh, a white screen with 12 pregnant emojis. Um, look, man, I love Drake, whatever. But uh has to be one of the worst album covers I've, I've seen ever. And coming from Drake, who has some beautiful artwork, of course, nothing was the same. Um, take care. You know, if you're reading this too late, like, it, even if, if you're reading this too late, it was a, literally, a black, I mean, not a black, um, a white screen, a back, a background that was just white. But the font of the letters of if you're reading this too late, kind of slanted, looks good. And then the six god praying hands at the bottom, amazing. And then the explicit content sign at the edge, you know, that adds on to it. But when you just have 12 fucking pregnant women emojis on a blank screen just on the album or whatever, like, what even is that, man? I am generally confused. What is that, bro? Why would you why would you do that, man? I mean, certified lover boy. I get it. Haha, <laughs> it feels like it's like a joke or whatever, but come on, man. Bro. Really, you could have, you really could have went off on this Almar, man. I'm just disappointed in the Almar, bro. Really, it's just, it's just really bad. But anyways, let's talk about, so let's talk about the music. So let's start off with Champagne, Champagne Poetry. Love the sample behind the song. Um, pretty good intro, just a classic uh, type of Drake song with bars. So definitely also one of my favorites on the album already. So off to a good start. Poppy's home, decent. Uh, B was all right. Nothing too crazy. Nicki Minaj was on the song for like five seconds. I didn't mind if we heard a Nicki Minaj feature on this album, but you know, it really wasn't the case. Um, I don't think I'm really going back to this one though. It kind of doesn't feel too, nothing too big, nothing too crazy. Next we got Girls Want Girls with Lil Baby. <sighs> Very, like boring beat, nothing too crazy. Lil Baby's part was alright. And of course the infamous infamous line that's gonna be talked about in hip hop for the rest of his career. Said you was a lesbian girl, me too. Oh man, what a what a, an amazing line that was given by Drake. That shit was like the corniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Come on, bro. I legit, I laughed my ass off when I first heard that. I was like, wait, what? What did he say? What did he say? I'm like, what the hell? So, yeah, I I was mind blown when he said that. I really, I, I didn't cringe. I was just so shocked and fucking incredibly just I don't know what to say. I, I was a lost of words when he said that. Um, but I kind of let it continue. But the song overall wasn't anything too special. So I just I just let it go. Let it go through. But it isn't really a song that I'm going to go back to as well. In the Bible featuring Lil Durk and Giveon. Okay. It's alright. It's, it's okay. It's decent. 
Lil Durk was okay. Giveon, I think, did his part on this on this uh, song. But overall, I don't think it's one of my favorites on the album. Love All featuring Jay-Z. Did enjoy the production, and Jay-Z's part was cool. But uh, again, the first five songs were just like all right. I mean, the, the intro was great. I did like the intro, but the next four songs were just decent songs. One just had a lot of corny and link, uh, cringy lines. It just really wasn't that good. But then we get to Fair Trade featuring Travis Scott, and man, this was great. I love Fair Trade. This was a snippet. Um, this was a snippet, and even it was a leaked song for a couple months. Um, I heard this back in like February or March of this year, and I heard parts of it, and I really was like, this is this is an amazing leak and whatever. I hope he drops it on CLB. And then, of course, I didn't know Travis Scott was going to be a feature on the project. And he did his thing. Probably the best feature on the album in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I really did enjoy, you know, Travis, Drake and Travis Scott, they really don't miss. They don't miss every song that they've made, you know, um, Company, uh, Portland, Sicko Mode, and this song, they just, they just connect. They, they, they should really make a fucking album together. That would be amazing. Drake and Travis Scott, I mean, they've already made some hits and underrated songs by them. So, that would be great, but either way, um, next we got Way Too Sexy featuring featuring Young Thug. I think this is a banger. Um, a lot of cringy like moments um, in Young Thug's verse. Feature was cool on the on the feature, uh, on, at least on the verse was cool on the hook. Did his thing. The video is funny as hell. Um, I mean, I enjoy the video. I think it's enjoyable. I think it's kind of dumb. You know, but it's it's funny. It's not like it's not stupid. Well, it is. It is kind of stupid, but it's just it's just Drake having fun. It's just them having fun. You know, I did like Kawhi Leonard dancing awkwardly. You know, in the, in the video, it was a lot of good moments. But uh, I think just the sample and everything. I just think it, he, just, he just he wasn't trying on. He was just having too much fun making this song. It wasn't anything too crazy, but I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I might listen to this, and then sometimes I won't. I won't, it's not, it's a song I really can't take seri that seriously on, you know, because I just know that Drake wasn't like really putting a lot of effort on me on that song, and Future just kind of did his thing on the hook, but other than that was all right. TSU definitely one of my favorites. Originally it was called Not Around, or I believe that was what the leak was originally, but did enjoy the leak when it came out, and then of course when he came with TSU, thing I just think the intro is a bit too long, like it literally takes a minute. Until we get it, kind of reminds me of uh, Passion Fruit, where it gives you like that little sample in the beginning, and then the song starts after like a minute passes. So yeah, but TSU is also one of my favorites on the album. In Too Deep, this is another song with Future. Ooh man, that beat switch was amazing. Uh, the hook was okay. I mean, Future killed it on the verse. Um, In Too Deep, uh, it was like I think the, I think the 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 the, the Hook was probably the catchiest um, on the entire album, probably. But I just, I just think it just it was just a little, little part of the song that kind of made the the whole part because it was basically the first part was kind of like a like a little bit of Drake in like his R and B bag, but then it turns into a full on like rap trap beat, and then it just pop that shit kind of just goes forward through that. But it was all right. I think I will let's go back to it. I guess just to turn up. Uh, Pipe Down, also one of my favorites on the album. Great beat, definitely love it, big fan. Um, Yeba's Heartbreak, this is a uh, interlude, I believe, from Yeba herself. Um, has a great voice. I never 
like am too familiar with her music, but definitely did, did her thing on this on this song. Uh, friend, no friends in the industry was cool. Um, pretty, you know, hardcore song from Drake. Um, enjoyable. Uh, I I like it a lot. It's cool. Knife talk with Twenty One Savage, Project Pat, just Twenty One Savage talking about you know his murder life, murder lifestyle, and kind of is going back to his 2017, 2016 days. But still, was great. 7 a.m. on Bertel Path. I believe this is the song where he was just dissing Kanye, as expected. Uh, did his famous answer the Koopa line that we all expected that he was going to come up with at some point on the album. Um, just, just you know, uh, Drake giving us bars on that song, so it wasn't anything that uh, too out of out of the box because he's always giving us a bunch of tracks like that. Race my mind was cool. Uh, definitely enjoyed uh, that one as well. The beat was a bit like stale, but overall I enjoyed it. Get along better. Ty Dolla I think killed it on the on the on the verses and a bit on the chorus. Um, I just think the beat was a little too stale. That's pretty much it. Drake did his thing. I did enjoy it as well. Fountains with Thames. This is like a more Afrobeat song with Thames, who's uh, an Afrobeat artist. I didn't enjoy it though. I think you know we've heard, we've heard Drake on Afrobeat before. You know that's most of more life. So um, and he's on features with Thames and um, Burna Boy and a bunch of other dance hall and um, an Afrobeat artist. So uh, yeah, I, I think I enjoyed it. I just I just have to listen to it a little bit more. I think I only heard it maybe twice or actually once. Uh, speaking of twice, you only live twice with Lil Wayne and Rick Ross. Um, this is also one of my favorites on the album, The Beats, Grey, Lil Wayne, of course, 2021, he, Lil Wayne is on a fucking tear, so he absolutely murders that, uh, verse as well, uh, Rick Ross was decent, but Lil Wayne, I think, kind of carried that song a bit, um, In My 2, or I Am Y2, however you say it, with Kid Cudi, I think this is definitely one of my favorites on the album, maybe my favorite, besides Fair Trade and TSU, um, yeah, Kid Cudi was great. Oh man, and I was surprised that Kid Cudi was on this album because you know Kanye and Kid Cudi are two best friends. You know they've collaborated on albums and features, and you know big, big on a uh, big fan. You know, literally Kid Cudi and Kanye have great chemistry together, and they're best friends. So kind of surprising that Cudi would work with Drake, especially that I even Drake even dissed Kid Cudi like a couple years back in like 2016. I believe when he dropped Sneaking with 21 Savage, he also dropped the song with, uh, or what's it called, One Bird, uh, Two Birds, One Stone. And I believe he had a line like dissing Kit Cudi saying something like, uh, something you not man of the moon or whatever. I, I don't remember what it was exactly that he said, but he dissed him. And well, of course, you know, that was kind of a fucked up diss. So I wouldn't really think Cudi would fuck with him after after that, especially with him beefing with Kanye Pusha T, who's literally friends with Cudi. But no, I mean, I guess it's business in the end of the day. And I mean, Kitty's, C Kitty, Cuddy still killed it. So yeah, and, I mean, most of the features here were even on Donda, like like Kid Cuddy, Ty Dolla Sign, um, Young Thug, Travis Scott, Jay-Z, Lil Dark, Lil Baby. Like all of these features were on Donda. Like literally all of them. Besides like what, Future and Giveon and 21 Savage? And okay, okay, and, and and Lil Wayne and Lil and Rick Ross, but pretty much every 
almost every feature has been on both albums, Donda and CLB. So yeah, fucking fans, kind of a boring song. I wasn't a big fan of it, so I think that's a skip for me. And the remorse, I think, it was a pretty good outro. Um, definitely not my favorite, but I think ends the album in a pretty well, in a pretty well case. So for that, I'll say it was a pretty enjoyable song and. I'll go back to it. I think I'll definitely go back to it. Now, overall on the albums, which thing, which songs do I like the most? Champagne Poetry, for sure. Um, definitely say Fair Trade. Uh, TSU, Into Deep. Definitely say No Friends in the Industry. MYM2, and The Remorse. Those are my favorites. Um, on You Only Live Once, Twice. Those are the ones that I kind of be going, listening to a lot, a lot. And until I get sick and tired of it, probably. But the rest. I think the album lacks a bit of consistency. Um, I don't think this album is great. I think the album is solid. Um, I think I would want to say it's like a good album overall. But it's just a bit difficult for me to say good. Because there's just some, some songs here have very weird production. It's just kind of boring. Um, you know, there's nothing too outlandish, there's nothing too crazy, there's nothing that will kind of like, you know, something that you'll remember, but there's definitely moments on the albums where you definitely will get to remember and get to kind of feel the album's atmosphere overall, but it's just not consistent. It's just not consistent for me to say it's Drake's best album in a while. Um, I do think it's better than Scorpion just because it's a little bit more focused and it's not just R&B, rap songs just kind of put in together or whatever. And there's a lot less tracks. I mean, there's still 21 songs on this album, which is long as hell. Which is another criticism I'll give on the album. I mean, it's four less than um, Scorpion. But I, but I believe it was only like four minute difference. Uh, only like a four minute difference than Scorpion. So I think it was alright. Uh, what what it kind of brought up and I mean, I think I just anticipated this album to be one of the best and I would say it's up there, but I could just auto automatically tell you it's not the best I mean Tyler the creator J. Cole Kanye West. They li literally dropped a better album than this and the album of the year could could potentially go to either of those three and we still have artists to drop I mean, we still got Freddie. We still got Travis. We still got you know, Baby Keem, Corday, we still got a bunch of people potentially dropping and giving us album of the year. And I was expecting Drake to kind of give us something like that. And I just don't think it's up there. I'm not saying COB is garbage. I'm definitely listening to this album a lot. And I do think it's better than most of his albums that he's dropped in the past five years. But since like views, that's when we kind of draw the line. I think this album is better than Dark Lane Demo Tape, Scorpion, Care Package. Um, More Life, I don't know. More Life was great. I really enjoyed More Life. Actually, I'm about to say More Life was a bit better than CLB. Maybe I might switch my mind, change my mind on that. But, you know, it's definitely there. It's definitely in the middle between CLB it's nothing too crazy that will stand out in Drake's discography, but it's not a horrible album that I'm never going to go back to and say this shit is complete dog shit. It's just kind of in the middle, but I don't think it's a mid-album. I think it's a bit better than that. But then again, there's just a lot of moments on this album where there's a 
like the lyrics are just really corny and kind of just off and weak. The production is kind of boring on some songs. You know, Drake doesn't feel like he, it feels like Drake kind of worked his ass off for certain songs, like put in work, weeks, maybe months on certain songs. And then on other ones, he just, he did it in like an hour. I don't know, like way too sexy. You tell me they did that in like a week. They did that in like a couple of studio sessions, maybe one or two. And probably was like three, four hours or something. They didn't like, I feel some songs were kind of just rushed in and just, was just kind of freestyling, maybe. I would just make an assumption to that, you know? But I wouldn't say CLP was his worst album. I'm gonna say Donda overall was a better project. In the end of the day, I don't give a fuck that Donda is a better album than CLB. I'm gonna listen to both. So that's not really gonna change. Um, I don't care that one is gonna be better than the other or that I think one is, I don't care. I mean, everyone's comparing Donda CLB, Donda better, CLB better, Drake is trash, Kanye's trash, what the fuck, whatever, that's all I've been seeing on social media now, and I don't really care, like, I'm a fan of both of these artists, I'm gonna listen to their music, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if Drake, in my opinion, had the worst album out of the two, but in the end of the day, I'm still gonna listen to it, so me talking shit about it really has no difference in it, because I'm still gonna listen to it a lot. And even if it's not what I expected at his highest or something that I kind of expected that could have been at his top tier at his best, you know, something like Take Care or nothing was the same or if you're reading this too late. But I think Drake at this point of his career, like, he doesn't need to make albums like that. Of course, we always expect the best of him and that's why I have these expectations, right? And I'm not going to say I'm very disappointed, nor am I going to even say that I'm generally disappointed. Because I didn't think we were going to get a fucking album compared to Take Care and nothing was the same. But I feel like just a bit of what he would have given us, kind of separating a lot of time into working on this album, he could have given us something just a bit better. Or at least just cut off a lot of the songs. I mean, there's 21 songs on this album. If he cuff, like, fucking fans... Um, uh, way too sexy in the Bible, Poppy's Home, Girls, Girl. If he just cut off like six songs here and he just got us, gave us like 15 or six, 16 songs on this album, and he cut off which ones? I'll say Fucking Fans, he cut off Way Too Sexy, he'll cut off In the Bible, Poppy's Home, and Girls, Girl, Girls Want Girls. If he just cut off those songs, this song would be 10 times better than I would think. Maybe like an eight and a half. And that is just by the consistency. You know, 21 songs, he overdid it. I was expecting 16 to 18 songs, and he just went past that. But it is what it is. You know, I'm not very disappointed in Drake. I'm still going to listen to this album. So you didn't lose a fan. I'm not like 100%. The most I can complain on this album is the, the fucking album art, like, which kind of says something, you know? There's definitely flaws on this project. But I'm not going to hold it against the whole album itself. You know, the theme of the album was kind of, we've heard this multiple times from multiple other artists. It's nothing very new. It's nothing innovative like Donda. But that's Drake, you know, Drake and Kanye are two different artists. Yes, maybe Kanye makes the most in, 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 um, innovative music and he was always thinking outside the box and being creative, this and that, right? And Drake can always give us those songs that make us feel super fucking sad 
can also turn us the fuck up, gives us so many chill vibe songs. He could just give us all of that, right? But, you know, and obviously now that since they're dissing, since they're beefing and dissing each other, it's like you have to be on one team or you can't be both, you know? And if you are both, it's like you, you can't really feel connected to one to the other. Like, I don't care about that. I just want to listen to both of their music and enjoy it. You know, even if one is better than the other, who gives a shit, man? I enjoy it a lot. If you think CLB is better than Donda, all right. You have an opinion. If you think Donda is better, it's fine. You know, people just are always disrespectful and always just always complaining and, and, and always like, especially TikTok. Oh, my God, man. I'm probably going to have to get off on TikTok because, my God, I think that the, the whole Drake and Kanye thing has been taking over, man. So I'm not going to go there for a couple days just to not see all the all the toxic shit that I always be seeing there. But, you know, it just kind of tells you a lot about the internet and what people side through. People shitting on the Almart for CLB. I understand. It's trash. I don't like it. And there's definitely songs here that I would, I wouldn't say are trash, but just are boring or just don't have a lot of replay value. But then again, it's Drake. Drake has given us albums where I've listened to the first time. Eh. Nah, not really fucking with it. And then ends up loving it in just a couple of days. That was Views. And that was Scorpion. Half of Scorpion. Not the whole album, but still half of Scorpion. So guess what, you know? It hold the test of time. COB legit came out yesterday. So I still have a lot of time to adjust and readjust to this album. So, yeah. But that's just from my first thoughts. Maybe from my second thoughts for certain songs. Because I've heard, like... The ones that I really like on the album, I've heard it maybe like four times already. Like TSU and In Too Deep and and um, um, and, uh, with the one with Kid Cudi, I've been listening to that song heavily, like heavy, heavy, heavy. And Fair Trade, Fair Trade, can't forget about Fair Trade. I've been listening to them heavy, and well, I haven't heard them today, so I'm gonna be blasting the shit out of them today as well, and then tomorrow, and then next week, you know, I'm gonna listen to this album a lot. So yeah, I guess Kanye wins this round, whatever. I don't really care. Like, they both dropped a good album. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. That's pretty much it for today's episode. Well, I did say this is going to be the first part of today's episode, but it's 47 minutes into recording. 46 minutes into recording this uh, episode. So I guess that will be for today's episode. Donda versus... CLB or just the reviews on both albums. Final Court, you know, whatever album that you prefer. Um, just uh, you make your own decision. You like whoever you like. That's it, you know. But anyways, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'll see you guys on Monday. I'm going to be doing a 2021-2022 NFL Predictions the schedule, who I think is going to win every single game, how many wins, how many losses, uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Years, uh, who's winning the Super Bowl there, there, and there. I'll be making all my predictions on Monday. So be ready for that episode coming out. Um, see you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.